0: welcome to city league sports today we are joined by three special guests and we're going to chat it up a little bit about basketball <laughs> i'm your host dr vincent clarino and today we are honored to have three i'm gonna have a three-person fast break here today right so all these, these basketball folks with me i think they know about a three-person fast break joining today is northern lady vikings head girls basketball coach jb Batheya. First team All City player and Northland Lady Vikings, Brianna Hamilton, and former Afrocentric and Xavier player, Taisha Moss, and currently on the Afrocentric girls basketball bench as well as a coach. Uh, JB, we'll start off with you. Give everybody a quick
1: hello. Hello everyone. How y'all doing? I'm glad to be here and let's talk sports.
0: There you go. Thank you, coach but There. We're going to toss it over to coach Moss over here. Say hello to everybody, please.
2: Hey, it's coach Moss. Taisha Moss here from Afrocentric. Happy to be here. Um, let's talk basketball.
0: There you go. Love it. And last but not least, right? This young yel- this lovely young lady. Senior Junior? Senior. Senior, go ahead and tell everybody who you are. Say your name. I'm Brianna Hamilton. I'm a senior at Northland. Play basketball. There you go. So, <laughs> so as you can as you can tell, listeners, we have an all basketball cast here today, right? And and I'm sure we're going to have some fun stories about just related basketball stuff, city league stuff, um, seasonal stuff, all those things that are going to you know help you at home get a chance to to get another peek behind the window of some of the things that it takes to be a good basketball player. But Coach Bathea, we're gonna start with you. You've been around the game forever. You and I have had a lot of conversations about basketball. Um, give everybody just like an insight to your philosophy about coaching. So here you are, you sit, you're a head coach, city league team, girls Northland basketball, lots of tradition. Give us some insight about your philosophy about coaching.
1: You know, my philosophy is just getting the kids to buy in or whoever, adults, kids at what level? Get them to buy into your system and get them to understand what your system is. Sometimes your system has to adjust to them, but a lot of times when you're starting something new like at Northland, I had to make sure that they adapted to my system, and then as the season and years go on, then you change up to adapt to your personnel. But, you know, if you're starting as a coach, the first thing is getting your team to believe in you and trust you.
0: Okay. So, a- as you share that I, I'll start with Brianna. So now, from a standpoint of a, of a student athlete, you're at Northland. Has Coach Bethea been your only coach?
3: Uh, yeah. So, okay. like, he was there my sister junior year, which is my eighth grade year. But my first year was – my freshman year, so I've been with him for four years straight.
0: Certainly. So when you came in, the system that he's talking about maybe already has some teeth to it. How did you adjust as a, as a student coming in your ninth grade and you're seeing what, what coaches label as the system, right? Get, uh-huh. Getting people to buy in.
3: It took a lot, but like I'm glad I played under him. But it took a lot to get used to the system, the conditioning, the discipline. Just the mental toughness part, but I think he gave me my mental toughness that I have now. I'm
0: Certainly. Let's talk about conditioning, right? <laughs> That's one of those things. You know, and, and, and I share this with coaches and players all the time, right? Conditioning is not a punishment. Uh-uh. So 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 many athletes, and it doesn't make any difference what level you're at, right? Whether you're high school playing, or whether you're, you know, whether you're a young kid playing, or whether you're playing in college, or you know, even if you make it professionally, people think conditioning is a punishment. So tell me, you know, you said getting used to conditioning. Tell us a little about what what, what does it take conditioning-wise to be a Northland Lady Vikings basketball player. What is what, what does it take conditioning? It takes a lot.
3: It takes a lot of mental toughness. Like, you can do it. Anybody can do it. But you just got to be mentally tough to go through it. And I feel like it helps a lot in the end because I never got tired. Like, I might look tired, but I never was tired.
0: You got to give us something better. So it we, was need, like, we need a peek behind the window. What, what <laughs> are the normal ladies like Give us am I allowed to tell yeah, the behind the scenes? Yes, indeed. This is, this, is, this is a fun, and this is not Well, you a senior. Just, just, um. just give, us, <laughs> g- g- give us something conditioning that was like, a oh, whoa, this it is tough. It was
3: my freshman year, I'll never forget, where we had the conditioning, and we literally were on the track for, like, the first hour, and we thought we were done because it was dark. He said, time to go to the gym, and I just felt tears coming. was <laughs> <a like, laughs> beautiful
0: right there. You, you know why it's beautiful what? is because... You got a young person here. For all of our listeners that's out here right now, you got a young person who's a hooper. Can I call you a hooper? Yeah, you call me a call hooper. Call her a hooper, right? She's smiling. Everything. Call me a hooper. call me a hooper, but she just said, We started off on the track. Yeah. Right? That's beautiful to we hear. We were a track team. There you go. A track team that played <laughs> basketball. Track
3: team that played basketball.
0: <laughs> Love it. I, I remember my college coach said something similar to me. So, Coach Moss, let's go to you. You've had a lot of experiences. Um, earlier, before uh, the, before we turned the mics on and got really got going, right? So we were sitting here chatting it up, and you shared, you know, you're you're an Afrocentric grad, but then you threw something else out. So I'm gonna let you kind of throw it out again, and then we're gonna take it and run with it. Since we're doing track and <laughs> basketball now, we started off doing basketball, but now we're doing track and basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you run with it. Um, so start off. Tell me, tell everybody what you were saying a little bit earlier when you when you did the pop <laughs> of the shirt a little bit.
2: You know, uh, Afrocentric alumni. I would say I was a part of the um, first to ever start actually like establishing something, and what I said earlier was the first state champion. There you go. A part of that first state championship team. There you go. In 2007, so I'm proud to be able to say that I was a part of that tradition. So
0: that that's beautiful. And and so in speaking to, um, you know, that type of experience, you know, you 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 as a young person, you're in high school. Um, a lot of kids don't ever, right? Obviously, and, and that's not just a Columbus City thing. Most kids are never going to make it to a state platform, right? Because um, that, that that just speaks to the team success, the individual success. Whether you're running track, whether you're a swimmer, right? You make it to states. You've you've accomplished a lot in your individual sport. So just give a look back. We're talking about 2007. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're a 2008 graduate share. So we're going back into the to the vault, right? 15 years ago. What was that like for you as a kid? What memories do you have? that you can share with everyone that's just that's just a warm space for you give us a warm memory from going to states and winning a state championship
2: um, I felt like you know as I go back you know it's one thing that I always try to tell our girls now is you know in order to get to higher places you got to create a family atmosphere so I felt like through all of that process you um, I felt like I was a part of a family. And I can relate to Bree when she talks about running because JB was, you know, one of my first coaches. Okay. Um, so prior to even getting to high school, he was my middle school coach okay. at Afrocentric. Okay. And a youth coach, okay. so um, it was a long grind to get to 2007. Um, I would say it started, you know, at a younger age, but, you know, really it started with JB in middle school. And um, we ran a lot. In eighth grade. Don't make no notes. Okay. A lot in eighth grade. So, <laughs> there you go. You know, we started a small victory, city championships Certainly. and stuff like that. Um, and then we just, we were able to push through that, be mentally tough and, and see the bigger picture. You know, I, we I wanted more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the mentally tough that I keep hearing. And we're going to circle back to that. So, Coach Bethea, um, you know, based on what I'm hearing you, 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 I mean, you've been around the game for a long time and obviously you've been touching lives here in Central Ohio through the platform of girls basketball. You get to know young people, obviously, at a very young age in their life and watch them grow up and become these beautiful people that we have sitting here today. So, where does your love for basketball come from? Give, give us a little bit like give everybody. So like the folks that just see you show up and I'm just coach Bethea and we do right. So like mm-hmm. give everybody a little bit about your love, your you, passion you for the sport. Tell them
3: what Please. saying.
0: Tell them. Uh-oh. We <laughs> want you to tell them good stuff, coach Bethea.
1: Don't get yourself in trouble. Tell okay, them good stuff. Oh no, no. I just <laughs> told them, you know. You know, people probably don't know because I don't talk about it a lot. I mean, I've been knowing you you know, Certainly. for so long, painting each other against each other. You know, I'm from Cleveland. And, you know, basketball, there was a grind. Basketball was my highway to where I'm at today. Certainly. And I'm still riding that highway because it's still taking me places. Okay. So, you know, basketball is just what I brought to them. Everything I did was exactly what I did to get to them for success nice. because we all got the same story. Okay, okay. You know, we may not all grew up in the same household, right. but we write in the same book. There we just got go. different chapters. There you go. So, you know, the things that they tell you about running and working, I was always that kid that walked on the court and we going to pick around him. Like, because mm-hmm. I didn't have that certain look about myself. Yes, indeed.
0: The look I, in uh, basketball, right, I think, <laughs> in all sports <laughs> yeah. is probably the most important. We, yeah. we, we'll get to that. But, like, if you've, if you've ever been anybody who's listening out there at the park, people picking up teams, like sometimes somebody just has that look, right, and then they get on the court and they're not very good. Yeah. So, so the look in basketball means and I don't know if it's like that in other sports. In other yeah. sports, you know, um, the look is not as important. But you're saying you didn't necessarily have that look, but you had the game. No, I do know that part. So you had, yeah. you
1: had the game. So I always had a chip on my shoulder, so I've always <laughs> <laughs> I've always played like that, and I did everything in that way. Um, I think, you know, everybody has life-changing moments. Okay. And I think I was uh, 12 years old, and I was in New York, and uh, I was at a basketball court early before everybody got there, and um, they didn't pick me. It was actually 10 people. I was the 10th person. There you go. And, and this pre-cell phone, they was like, oh, man, my boy <laughs> said he on his way. Right. On his way It's only nine people It's only ten people here Right yes indeed And it's it's nine o'clock In the morning Yeah Didn't didn't nobody So um, I was just like Upset about it Somebody walked up And uh, they picked him up And they played So the next person That came up Was a female And I said I had next, and then they said, "Nah, she got next." Whoa! So you know, I'm not from oh, there. God. That's New York. I'm not from there, so yes, you no, know, I'm being quiet. So I but said, "But she well, had game, though. I bet." Yeah, she had game. Yes, yes, indeed. And I asked her. I said, "Well, can I play with you?" She said, "Sure." So when she put me on that court, the team that won, you know, it was on a mission. Yes, indeed. It was on a mission, so you know, I went right at them. So the, the
0: beauty of it, you—I've never heard this story from you. And I don't know if this is even part of your journey, but, but maybe unconsciously that story in that moment where this, where, this, where this young lady picks you up on the team because you've played your whole life, maybe that directs you into being a coach, a mentor for girls' basketball and being such a catalyst and a voice. You shared something about adversity here a moment ago. So I'm going to shift it to this young lady sitting over here, our Northland Vikings senior. You have some adversity here when it comes to injuries, right? And, and, and I can relate to you 100%. I remember my junior year in school when I was in college. I tore my knee up. And I remember we, we were playing OU. For those of you that are out there, we love to give shout-outs here. So you can give shout-outs. We were playing OU. So Gary Trent and some of those guys, but more, important, more importantly, Kurt Simmons, Marion Franklin Grad, those, you know, these OU guys are beating up on everybody. I hurt my knee in that game, didn't play anymore that season, um, and kind of was debating whether or not to even play like my yeah, senior sure. year. Like, you know what? Mm, we're, we're, yeah. And so I lost a part of my love right for the game because when you can't play, um, playing is your fuel. Right? When, when, when you're an athlete, getting out there and competing is your fuel that keeps, you, that keeps you going. So tell us a little bit about your journey. I know you had some injuries. It, it, it just puts you, you know what I mean, in a space. And then how do you rebound as a young athlete, major injury, get back out there, and then have the senior year that you had? Share that with people. Um, and you're allowed to cry too if you want to hear. You know, <laughs> this is a safe space. Crying, laughing, and everything <laughs> um, is fair my, in here.
3: My journey to my senior year was actually very tough. My freshman year, I started the season off with a stress fracture and I was on a boot. So I didn't even start off my freshman year. Then I got rid of that injury, came back my sophomore year with intentions to get after it, just to play, play my heart out. Ended up playing in the fall league. Uh, shout out Brick League, though. Love my people. Okay. Um, ended up playing in the fall league. No, sophomore year. Was that freshman year? It was
1: your freshman Freshman summer, AAU, going
3: to sophomore year, AAU. Go. I was playing um, in practice with. One of JB's teams, and we were playing 101, was in the air, got taken out, came down wrong. Mm. Pop, yeah, heard that. But I played the whole summer on it. I didn't even know I tore it, so I just thought it was just an injury where I just take some ibuprofen, ice it, went to go play volleyball.
0: There's a lesson in that right there for listeners at home. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll circle back. I'm I'm not stopping your thunder. Keep on going.
3: Went to go play volleyball, actually, my sophomore year. Something was, it was bothering me. I didn't know. I'm like, my knee hurting, don't know what's going on. My mom and my dad took me to the doctors, came back. Oh, you don't have an ACL. Huh? I don't have an ACL. Mm. So had to have a total knee reconstruction. So it was like, I still had hope because I was young. So I was like, I can come back my junior year, get to it, bounce back. Came back, recovered from the first ACL, was playing in Brickley, blew the other one out, trying to save a ball. Ouch. So it was like back to back. But then after this one, I didn't even want to play. Like, I didn't. Basketball was like, I was like, I'll just go focus on school or something. Because I lost all love for it. So, it what helped
0: like, you find your way back? Teammates, my family, coach, family. family. And Ooh, friends. I love it. Okay.
3: Family and friends, definitely. Because there was like, you can't give up on yourself. Give,
0: give your older sister some love. You can do it. Yeah, my sister, yeah sister my, sister
3: my, my sister is definitely my motivation. Like, seeing her play in college. Say her name. Go ahead and give her some love. There you go. Come on, you can't just say my Shout sister. Out to my, sister there you go. my sister definitely kept me going because okay. it was like she saw the potential in me I didn't see even after me being hurt. Like, mm, nice. I didn't have it no more. Family so is important. Definitely. My mom, my coaches. Everybody around me just was like, Brianna, you can't give up. There you go. You can't. So I was like, you know what? I'll try it out. So then we went to go get the MRI from the doctor. He was like, it's not as bad as the first one, so you still could play. So I got the brace, played my whole junior year on a torn ACL. Wow. Nobody knows that. Right. So played the whole junior year on a torn ACL, got the surgery after, recovered in about six, seven months. Okay. Came back for the senior year.
0: And then the rest is just and the rest is just see, you know <laughs> so so the, the, there's a lot of takeaways I'm, I'm gonna steal some nuggets from your story and I want listeners to really absorb this first and foremost this is a shout out to parents parents if your child is a student and I mean if your child is an athlete and they're saying and I'm not saying yours didn't I'm saying for the not for these other parents yeah. right if your child is saying they're hurt listen to them students. As you're playing if you're hurt you can't just take some ibuprofen and keep on going yeah, through it that's right my you got to you got to listen to your body i like that that's so you you got to listen to your body right and so it's good that you that you're sitting here. You recovered. You had those you know those opportunities to grow. Um, great story, and, and, I, and I feel the love about a support system. Thank you. I, I say that yeah. I say this for young people all the time, and and I know we're all out here. We have different situations, whether that's single parents, two parents, whatever household situation you're in. Um, but but if you don't have that total control, right, as a kid over your support system, you do have total control over your your peer support system. Yes. If you're hanging Definitely. out with somebody that's not on on the same page as you that's not trying to go the same places you're trying to go or you just get that intuition that gut in your feeling in your stomach that says this ain't right that's probably someone that shouldn't be in your life but it sounds like you had a good support system you I remember your yourself, sister
3: you gotta surround yourself with great people with great intention
0: I like that so I remember watching your sister play um I know I know your parents you know what I mean good people in your home and Thank it's, you, and it's good Thank that you've you. been able to you know be on that journey and find your space now you, you talk about family, and for those of us that are sitting here, right, the listeners may not know, but I know the three of us know, the four of us know, Taisha Moss comes from a family of hoopers, right? Like, it's basketball in the—I don't know. Like, like, basketballs might get handed out in the Moss family just when you get born, right? Like, that might be part of the process. Um, tell us a little bit about growing up in the Moss home, and just the hoopers and everything that was going on, right? And and then here you sit, and, and, and I want you to also, when you share about growing up in your home, Hooping basketball, but then give us some Xavier love. Let us know what was going don- going on at Xavier. Give us a little bit of that. We heard the the Afrocentric state championship. Yeah. We saw the. You know <laughs> what I mean, for those that are watching, we saw the shoulder shake. But give us some Moss family love and give us a little bit about Xavier.
2: Yeah, first of all, I want to say, Bree, you know, I commend you for your um, you. recovery. I never knew to that extent that, you know, you had that many injuries and for you to be able to find your way again, I commend your strength for uh, that. For we real, just had honestly. a moment. Oh, yeah, <laughs> ball. Ball. We <laughs> just
1: had
2: a moment. She's No, ball. for real, because I know, you know, having, like, even major or minor injuries, I know, like, how it can... Certainly. It can hurt you, you know, in your mental during basketball. For you to recover from that many injuries, you know, you got a strength that a lot of people don't have. So. Thank you. Don't make For me emotional. Sure. I'm quick that's, that's I'm me. emotional, too, so <laughs> it's okay. There you <laughs> go. Um, so, yes, I grew up in a household of uh, – it was. I have four older brothers. Okay. You know, and I am the only girl and the youngest. Mm. And we all played basketball. Certainly. So, um, with me being the youngest – I was able to just kind of watch my brothers um, do their thing on the court. You know, my oldest brother, Raheem, he played at Brookhaven. My second oldest brother, he ended up leaving Brookhaven. He played a little bit at at South. Mm -hmm, um, Okay. My brother I'm sorry. Back to my oldest brother, he went on to play college ball mm-hmm. and play overseas a few. Um and then my second oldest brother, he went to play basketball at South, played, ended up having a heart condition, so he stopped playing. Step
0: away, yep. Yeah. Um, That's part of it.
2: My second our third oldest brother, he um he played a little bit. He was more of a football guy. Okay. Um, he just would come out there and shoot. Yes, left-handed, indeed. he was like the eyeball. He wore glasses. Right. He was left-handed. <laughs> okay. Only left-hander and, you know, yeah. named after my dad. So, okay. you know, he, um, he still played, but it just wasn't as serious as the rest of us. He was more football. And then, you know, my fourth oldest brother, he's closer to me in age. And he was really the one who taught me how to mm. how to hoop
0: okay you know okay. giving some credit out yeah, there yeah shout him. out okay. to my
2: brother Tykeem Moss you know he out. was the one who used to always put the ball in my basket in my hands okay and he was the first one to make me cry in the workout
0: there you go <laughs> well he put the basketball in your hand but you put the basketball in the bucket because yeah. you could score you could play I remember seeing a part of your journey and watching you out there so you go from Afrocentric you land at Xavier, you know you're playing. And, and at the time, I believe Xavier was in the Atlantic Ten still. Yes. Yep. So, so when I played in the Atlantic Ten, Xavier was a part of the league. Um, I think they're in the Big East now. Yep. Yes. New yes, Big, in the Big East, East or something like yep. that. Yeah. So, so you're so you're playing in the Atlantic Ten. Um, give us a little bit. Give us give us something fun about Xavier. G- give our listeners a little bit about your journey while you was down in Cincinnati hooping.
2: Um, first off, like I said, you know, I grew up and me and JB was like real close. You know, okay. JB is like a father figure to me. So okay, real close. Um, he was in a part of my uh, college journey and choosing a school to go to. And Xavier was actually the smallest school on my list. Mm. And I knew nothing about them until like my senior year. When um, some of our AAU kids had trans or they went to that school year before. OK, so they gave me me choosing Xavier over a lot of, you know, schools like Louisville and DePaul and, you know, West Virginia and UC yeah. were my top okay. five. They really made me feel like I w- it was a family. Nice. You know, so after transitioning from Afrocentric to Xavier I felt like that was the closest thing that was going to make me feel normal.
0: Wow! And you said a lot about family today. You started off family. You talked about the family, big, the Moss family. the family.
1: Xavier family every, right? every, so that's, that's thing. That's the thing that we used to instill in them is we're a family. Like hundred percent. We that's that was the thing at the beginning. We can all shine together. together. We 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 won. No one's above the team. No one's above anything. There you go. We family. Yeah. I like that. What that's I eat, you, that's you know, what I eat, you eat. There like, you go. That's, yeah. But we have put inside to you know, and, and basketball to me, because I've been knowing her since yeah, forever. she was Tyshama, yeah. so I knew her when she was scared of me and would run away yeah, from there me. There you go. When yes, she was a, when she was younger, she would run away from me because she was scared of the me. Big for bad some whoop reason. indeed, I get it. Sometimes I run away from him. Don't feel bad. <laughs> he come up to
0: me and and, and and we not gonna turn this into something but sometimes yeah. he comes to me and I know the conversation he wants to God have. I go man. running God sometimes myself.
1: Yeah, so you know, I just I always talked them because I, our backgrounds are similar. We're a family. This yeah. this basketball was a family. And I think when she did to Xavier, because one thing I told her is all about it's not the name that you play for, it's if you can play at the name you went to. There you go. And that was my thing I told her. a good fit. Her. Right. And then she had that, AU family because it was always been a family so it was a comfortable thing and I, and I was trying to pre- preach to them younger, you know you 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 win games and you win things before you even play the
0: game. 100% you know, and, a lot of people <laughs> don't realize that that the game and winning is just, you know, a catalyst and end result to all the work you've put in before mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? You're not going to have any magic yeah. dust that you can sure. sprinkle on the game all yeah. of a sudden. If your opponent is that much more prepared than you, if your opponent has worked on their game more than you, whatever Sport it is. You can't just auto- automatically just sprinkle magic dust and go from there. I got to do one thing be- before you shift too much to family and, and those things. From from an Atlantic Ten standpoint, I just got to share a little bit. Like so, so the Atlantic Ten, you you know, you get these kind like it's a, it's a great basketball league. It's a great basketball conference, but you get these really unique where people don't know. And you go up to St. Bonaventure, right, to yeah. play in upstate yeah. New York. So you have these moments, and you have your Philly trip. So I just wanted to share a little bit of that, right? That that going to play the Bonnies, going to, on the Philly trip was always a big time in the yeah, Atlantic sure. 10 because it was there was a couple of teams in Philly, so you would stay there for two or three days. Mm-hmm. It was the longest trip that you would have on your on your conference schedule. So I just had to share a little bit yeah. of Atlantic 10 love here. Um, so so I hear I hear you, Coach. I want to circle back, you've given us some stuff about your philosophy, about, um, you know, building a program, getting people to buy in, family, all of those things. So what's next for you? You know, share with us your vision, Northland girls, Viking basketball, where are you going? Have you arrived? When do you know you've arrived? When has the program become what you want it to become? Um, Give us some vision and what's next for Northland Viking girls basketball?
1: Well, you know, you arrive when all your players come back and tell you how much they miss you mm, love it Then you know some people feel like you arise because you won the championship Nah, it's, it's the people that come back to see you and you let you know that man I have done something and you they understand they give me stories. So my, my vision is to keep doing what I'm doing at Northland We going we gonna go hard. We gonna practice hard it's going to be discipline. You know, you're going to learn at 245, you better be on that court with some shoes. straight. Not not just walking to the court. Love <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you crazy. in full mode. I love it. You in full mode. So it's, it's it's just to get kids, and really not the kids, but the past people in Northland to come back so these young ladies that's playing now can understand the Northland tradition. See, after a century, you was part of the tradition mm-hmm. being built. Mm-hmm. There... It's been around since the early 60s or 70s, Northland High School. You know, they have a state champion. They have the first woman ever dunked in the game. Come on, give it up now. They have a lot of history. You can't just say the first woman. You got to say her name. Oh, (laughs) man, there you go. You did that to me. Uh, I'm Google. I'm buffering right now. Well, Georgiana Wales. There you go. Come on. I'm, I'm gonna you help, know, you there. I'm his, help you out. Georgiana Wales. I'm gonna help you out too. Um Xavier. Yeah. Her name is Madison. There you go. Just give you a little bit too. Yes you know. indeed. Yes
0: you know. No, I got it. That's you why got, I, that's why i got it. Yes indeed. So so to, so, you know. to, so to give every and give her another little bit of love. So she played at West Virginia, left north and went on to West V and went down there to Mountaineer Land, and that's where that that's where that famous first dunk occurred at. But go ahead, I don't wanna stop your thunder. So so you're saying there's a lot of history there, and so now as, you, as, as you're sharing about, about kids giving back. So I'm, I'm going to piggyback on that theme for a moment. right? So, so young people, if you're listening to the show, um, those of us like myself that have been in education for over 20 years and have tried to help and guide young people along their path and their journey, um, one of the things that I say to people all the time when they're asking me about getting into this profession, whether it be a teacher, a coach at this adolescent level, um, this is thankless work while you're in it. Because there's not a lot of thank yous. Parents ain't coming along to pat you on the back and say how great you are. They're, they're, they're not calling teachers and say you're the most right. But, but young people, if you have someone, or, or even our, our, our adult listeners, if you have a teacher, an educator, somebody that helped touch your life, go back and give them a thank you. That, that, that's the rewarding part for us. When somebody comes and seeks you out, and, and that's the part for me, You know, being uh, my entire time in Columbus City, I'm out at games. And, and so when I see someone who's an adult, and I maybe coached them or I taught them in school or maybe I was an administrator at their building and they come back and they say, hey, man, you know, I know I was a knucklehead, but I really want to appreciate you. Say thank you for staying on me. Um, those things mean a lot. So, you know, I know you're around some of your former coaches, but, but you know, by all means, Taisha Moss, if you get a chance, go give somebody some love, pass it back. Um, young lady, pass it back. Brianna Wright, pass it back. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe we're looking up and we're sitting here. I don't know, you know, what's next on your journey for you. But, um, you know, as part of this, family, right? So you got the Northland family, you got the, the Brick League family, you got your own family. There's lots of families out there and we want to add Columbus City to being a part of your family, right? So as you're on your journey, um, lean on, you know I mean, whoever you can lean on for, for some help, for some love, whatever we can do to kind of help you along your path. Um, they're giving me the signal in the back, right? And so, so yes indeed, I'm, I'm coming to you first, right? So so we're going to go to Coach Bethaya first. Um, give us some thoughts on your outro, what you want to say as, as a closeout, and we'll
1: wrap around the table here. Um, I'd like to give um, my first things is a uh, shout-out to the great um, Eddie Clark that was helping me at Northland who just passed away a few days ago that um, played at Columbus North, um, was uh, one of the main people who beat John Lucas' team in high school when they were undefeated to, to win the state championship. And you know, He's a Columbus public grad, and he's helped me at Northland um all, all the five years I've been there So I definitely want to Give him a shout out
0: and- Definitely love it yeah. Um an important fabric, not just of, of, of your program, but of Columbus City Schools. And um, always had a kind word to share with you, was always someone that would pull you to the side and um, and, and give you just a little tidbit of his wisdom. So if you were lucky enough to meet him, um, you were blessed because you were fortunate. We're going to save you for last, young lady. So Coach Moss, Taisha Moss, we're going to go to you. Give, give, give us some, some thoughts as you um, close out, anything you want to share with the listeners.
2: First, my shout out will go to JB, okay. um, JB and McKinney. A lot of people don't know, like growing up, you know, we I came from a basketball family, but, you know, my childhood was rough, you know, so I definitely want to commend them because I feel like they saved my life. Okay. You know. Beautiful. So um, shout out to them for that. Um, it's always love. And, you know, you just never know who's in your corner um, for the young people that are listening. Um, the people that are trying to tell you what to do. Come on now. You know the ones that are are being the hardest on you and showing you something that you may not be able to see at that moment. You know those are the ones you need to open your ears to. It may be hard to buy in. You know it, it may be hard to physically do it at the mm-hmm. time. But you know just don't shut them out because you know the height the heights. You know the things that they are trying to get you to reach in the long run. You'll never see until, you know, you open your ears. So definitely take in all the advice you can from the people around you. Um, and then not only, you know, it's Northland, but Afrocentric, but it's a basketball family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. So so feel free to reach out to anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and, and ask some questions. You know, don't be closed in. Don't always right. feel like it's a competition unless you're in those lines. You know what I That's mean? Right. But other than that, we're all trying to reach the same thing love when it. it comes to basketball. So mm-hmm. so talk to as many people as you can and, and, and give as much knowledge as you can.
0: I love that. I mean, and, and you know, and, and I'm glad you shared that because, you know, we, we, we've had some, some very high points as a school district when it comes to girls basketball and um, young ladies get back out on the court we want to see we want to see man. you grow and learn and <laughs> love the game right no that's more. what i'm saying so 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 we want to continue to to foster that um, before we do the outro Brianna we want to give you an opportunity to share some some thoughts here as we as we get ready to close out
3: um i just want to give a huge shout out to my family my coaches my friends and especially like you said coach Clark cuz man Conversations with Coach Clark was special to me. Like Love now it. I look at it, it w- it meant a lot and I we going to miss him dearly, but I just really want to thank him. And um don't give up. There you to go. To everybody to all the kids my age, if you feel like life hitting you too hard, don't give up. It's always a light at the end. I love that always You almost made me school. cry
0: On that <laughs> Especially after You shared a part like, of journey So
3: just keep pushing Keep doing it Oh shout out To Columbus City Schools
0: There you go We'll take that yeah, Yes indeed
3: y'all made me Who I am today There
0: you go sure. Well we, we, you know uh, We're fortunate here To have this platform To bring in special people Like you all Um, You know, I got to read the stuff to pay the bills and all that type of good stuff, right? That's what they say. I don't know if that really means anything for us, but this is what they tell me I read on the outro, so (laughs) we'll read it. Um, That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. Much love to our guests for coming through. Be sure to catch all the future episodes on WCBE Radio 90.5. You can also catch us on Spotify, Apple, or the platform you prefer to listen to your favorite podcast. Additionally, follow us on Instagram at City League Sports 614. I'm your host, Vince Clarano, and this is City League Sports. We appreciate you listening in with us today. Out.